The gospel is its own strength. It's not about who's carrying it. Some of y'all nothing. Some, listen to me. Some of you follow personality cults. Can I try again? Some, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say this. And I, I think I have sufficient evidence to say it. Most Christians, present company everywhere around the world accepted, follow personality cults. Take, take some ministry somewhere. Would you follow it if he wasn't there? Oh, you got real quiet. You're supposed to be chasing Jesus, not a man. Okay, I got four claps. Well, you, you say, well, people, you say something like that, people might leave. Well, it's not my responsibility. My responsibility is to say what he said to say, when he said to say it, how he said to say it, do who he said to say it, walk off and forget about it. That's not my job. That's this job. This. It has power of its own. Well, I don't know, you know. It just seems different when Pastor Chris leads and, or Miss Carrie leads. Or, or it just seems different, you know. No, I don't know. No, I don't know. I don't understand what you're talking about. Because did you come to worship them or did you come to worship him? Well, but, but I mean, it just, it, I mean, it just, but Pastor, it, go ahead and say it. It just feels different. Because that's where you live. In your dumb, crazy, stupid Feelings. Your feelings are crazy. Your feelings make a fool out of you. Some girl, young man, they'd be living right on fire for God, and somebody winks at them. Can't do their job no more. Can't concentrate no more. Start missing class. Start. Well, you know, would you show up to follow? My feelings are crazy. Like I have stupid feelings. You ever tell yourself to shut up? Like, you know, like not even, you're not even talking and, and you just shut, shut up. Some dumb thought will come in my head. And I'll say, would you shut up? Like out loud. Because the spirit of a man shall sustain all his infirmities. Your mind is half crazy. Your body is totally nuts. I watched a program the other day and they were dealing with an outbreak of a sexually transmitted disease. And, and 
I'm thinking to myself, how crazy do people have to be? One out of every eight teenagers between the age of 14 and 18 attracted a sexually transmitted disease in America today. I saw people half or more of their entire face eaten off. Eyelids gone, under here gone, whatever that's called, gone, gone. Teeth go like that. Eyes fall out, literally. Syphilis. And you can catch it if your girl has a little tiny sore in the back of her mouth and you kiss her. I mean, the stuff we beg God to let us do. Don't you understand? He's trying to keep you alive so you can do something for him and live a happy and joyful and prosperous life. Come on, man. Your body, your mind is stupid. Stupid. This, this six foot two here, this thing is nuts. Nuts. At least I know it. It will walk past a, what is that pie you bring me from over in Amish country? Brown bag apple pie. Don't even sound good. Brown bag apple pie. It's got crunchy stuff all over it. It's got caramel that's sticky in it. See, your body's crazy too. I go by, Miss Paula will make me a pineapple upside down cake in a black iron skillet. Shut my mouth. Miss Yolanda will bake me. Mm. She called it a pound cake because it's got a pound of butter in every slice. I'm not lying. And it's all crunchy on top and all squishy in the middle. Shoot. I walk past that. I walk past any of that stuff, you know, and my body will go, eat half of it. And then my mind will say, you deserve it. The way they treated you tonight, not a single one of them even said amen. I don't know where half the crowd was. Your mind jumps in there. So you have to shut up. Like two nights ago, I'm walking in the bedroom and I said, shut up. And Miss Joni's like, what? And I'm like, I'm not talking to you. 
I'm talking to me. Because that dumb thought that just came in there, there's law in here. Thought, imagination, strongholds. It's not a sin that some thought runs through your head because Jesus knows your mind's nuts. That's why he died to redeem you, spirit, soul, and body. But you have to be guided by your spirit. That is a, watch me, discipline. Sorry. That's how you get, that's how you become a disciple. Instead of just a follower of a fan of the message. Say, I'm not just a fan of the message. Discipline. Receive communion every morning between now and Sunday. Your pastor just gave you a directive. Well, who does he think he is to tell me what to do? No one. No one to you. Absolutely no one. Because you, in your own mind, are at a level above everybody else. See? Every morning between now and Sunday morning, including Sunday morning, I want you to receive Holy Communion. Well, you say, well, I don't have the elements. Buy some. You bought bubble gum. Buy a cracker. And in the morning, when you rise, receive that. And think about what price he paid to own you today. He, I didn't, I didn't create the language. The book said he purchased you. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. He, he bought you. Yes. You have no right to do anything you want. So you have to learn to discipline yourself, right? And then as you receive that and you meditate and you thank him for the horrible, excruciating, incomprehensible suffering that he went through. And remember, he hadn't done anything. He was the first sinless man and the only one that ever walked on this planet. Sinless. Tempted in every, everything, just like you are. Just like you. 
and yet without sin. But went to that cross and let every misstep, every mishap, every lie you ever told, every deception you ever participated in, every illicit activity that you were ever involved in. He took all that from you and into himself. Like if you've ever been like in, not physical, but real, real, deep emotional pain, hurt by somebody, ever? Okay. Well, everybody raise your hand. Is that that you've been? Okay. Misunderstood, abused, talked about, lied about. Raise your hand, leave it up. Leave it up. Now take all that and imagine if you were able to take every bit of your pain multiplied by all this other pain of the entire world. You can put your hand down. That's what he did. Huh? And, and I mean, you got to have your special singer to worship him. Well, I don't like those old songs they're doing on Wednesday night. Well, maybe we don't like your new ones. Maybe at least the old ones had some doctrine in them. Maybe that. Maybe that's what the world needs. He's your Savior, Lord, God. You shouldn't have to have anybody help you worship him. You ought to start singing amazing grace in your car and lose your stuff. Just, just lose it. So then I want you to thank him that he's going to do that for someone you love this Sunday. Oh, wait a minute, pastor. (laughs) Wait a minute now. Do you know my schedule? The apex of all Christian endeavor. I know you want me to be quiet, but I won't. The apex of all Christian endeavor must become to place the jewel of the soul in the crown of our Savior that the Lamb of God slain may receive the reward of his suffering. That's the only reason we're here. Well, aren't you here to teach us? To teach you as far as it causes within you a burden to fulfill the Great Commission. Do you need to be taught? Absolutely. Do you need to be taught on righteousness? Yeah, or you won't go share the gospel because you'll feel unrighteous. Do you not need to teach us on prayer? Well, not as much as most believers need to be taught on prayer. Raise your hand if someone taught you to breathe. Well, what do you, what do you mean? Well, prayer is as instinctive to a born-again person as breathing is to a normal person, to a physical person. Yes. 
So we really shouldn't have to be. Now, there, there are arts of prayer. There are different forms of prayer to help you understand prayer. Great. But if something doesn't rise up in you to talk to him all day long, all day, all day, every day, then something didn't get connected. You with me? Okay. So on Sunday, it's all about the one. Let it truly be all about one person. Your one. Yours. My little team now of 120 for the last three weeks. Uh, can you remember Stacy, Miss Stacy? Where are you? I saw you. Good to see you. Loved seeing you down here worshiping tonight. That just blessed my heart. I'm talking to Miss Stacy's husband. Anyway, I just, it just, I told Ashley, I said, look, and, and I just thank you because your worship blessed me. It blessed me. And uh, so, Miss Stacy, like, the last three weeks, do you remember those numbers? How many, my, my little revival team that I've been teaching in here for an hour every week, how, how many did they invite? Do you want the numbers for each week or a total? Yeah, I want the numbers for, for okay, the last three so weeks. So you had 299 the first week. Wait, wait a minute. 120 people invited, mm -hmm. 299 people face-to-face, -face, in person, to church. Most of them had never invited anybody to church in their life. Mm -hmm. Don't be sitting there so puffed up, all you seasoned saints, all you Bible college students with such revelation that God has to give you a thorn in the flesh just to keep you humble. Who did you invite this week? Well, that's not my gift. We don't have anything to do with the gift. It's not a gift, it's a calling. Period, you're born again, you've got the calling. Jesus said, come and follow me and I'll make you fishers of men. Watch, snapshot, if you're following, you're fishing. Follow me and I will make you fishers of men. Well, I go to church and pastor wins a lot of souls. No, 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 no. Thank you for taking notes, Vicki. You're going to need to preach this, you know. So, so study this out. Everybody thinks that the, the disciples, the apostles went out and, and shared the gospel with the world. But that's not true. They stayed in Jerusalem. They trained believers. Every day, every believer to go share their faith. You're not listening to me. 
The world wasn't evangelized inside 20 years because of, you know, Peter, James, and John. It was evangelized because of the people they trained. And that's why I'm doing it. Now, they're already winning souls. I don't even keep a tally of how many souls because we're not there yet. Right now, all I'm trying to do is get them to understand that it is their responsibility to go into the highways and byways and compel men and women to come in. That's all. So first week with that group, one, 299, 299. Next week, 409, the next week. Well, she's all right. Thank you, Don Theo. Okay, 299, next week, 409. Last Sunday night was our third week. Where, what, what did we do that week? 653. 653. 120 people. 653. We're getting more and more people showing up on Saturday to help us with the door hanger outreach. Because anybody can do this. It's just, everybody go like this. Take your, take your hand like this. Now go, there, you qualify, right? But it would take an hour of your time. Now, all I want you to do is I want you to receive communion. Not with her, right? Not, not with him. Not me and you. Not you two. For a minute, just a minute. Just go get alone somewhere. And get on your knees if you feel like it. And take 60 seconds and think about what he did for you. Just think about what he did for you. And thank him. Thank him. And then pray for someone else that you might invite, that you might come across, that you've been praying for. I don't know. I, I feel such an urgency for this coming Sunday. I, I mean, I have cleared stuff off my calendar. I'm like, I, I, need, I need to focus on one thing. Sunday. Just one thing. Amen. I mean, people have texted me all day long, and God bless you, and I love every one of you, but, but I, I, I'm not returning texts right now. I'm, I'm just, that's not where my focus is. My, my focus is to, with my life laid down, I surrender now. I'll give you everything. But God... Give us souls Sunday morning. Give us souls for your kingdom. And stir your people's heart. True revival is not shouting and spinning. And, and that's all an outgrowth. But true revival is when we fall in love with him so much 
that we want to bring him what he asked us to bring him. That we want to ask him for what he told us to ask for. Ask of me and I'll give you the heathen for your inheritance. And believe me, you don't have to cross an ocean to do that. All you need to do is cross the street or go down the hallway and turn right into the bedroom of somebody in your family. That, that's as far as you got to go. And, and I, I, I'm going to say this. I'm weary with some of these kids, some of these kids with great parents that raised them in church and they know the truth and they're good people, but they're lost. They're lost and I've had it. I want them saved. I mean saved. I want them down here truly giving their lives to Jesus and getting a life change. Not, let, not just like skirting around the edge of it. You with me? I mean all in. We're losing that generation and I'm determined that we're going to set a hook in their jaw and we're going to reel them in for Jesus. Period. Hey, thanks for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it, I want to invite you to tell someone in your life about the podcast. Hope you'll do it today. Head on over to iTunes and leave a review. Share it on your social networks for me. Really helps me get the word out. I'd love for you to connect with me on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram. No easier way for me to minister to you every day and throughout the day and for us to join together in faith as God moves in and through your life. You can find links to all my pages at rodparsley.com. God bless you now, and I hope you'll listen again soon.